Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stiltzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am so excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Subi Zimmerman, and we'll explore Instagram stories and all the latest features. You're definitely going to want to listen to this. And by the way, if you want to email me, email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Let's now transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? This week, I have found a great tool for Chrome. It's a Chrome extension for Calendly. And if you're not familiar with Calendly, uh, it's actually my uh, scheduling tool of choice. What it does is Calendly allows you to create a calendar with availability and availability for specific timeframes. And then you can give that link to that calendar to somebody and then they can click on, you know, your available times, days a week, et cetera, and schedule meetings without you having to approve every single one of them. And then when you do accept a meeting, is it like somehow just automatically put on your calendar? Yep. Yeah. Then it's automatically put on your calendar and then that way it pre-populates. I use it for podcasting. A lot of podcasters actually use it this way because they have honestly certain days and times that are really the only dates and times they can have those meetings to record those conversations for their shows. Right. And this is, you know, this is a perfect tool for that. Well, now they've come out with Calendly for Chrome, which allows you to have all your Calendly info right inside of your Gmail uh, inbox. And then what's great with that and what makes this cool and different is then outside of those pre-populated, already ready to be picked from dates and times, you can easily override those there in the inbox and get a list of your upcoming uh, calendar meetings. Now, I know that Gmail works on any browser. So this is not a Gmail extension. This is a Chrome extension. Is that what I hear you saying? Well, it's a G- It's specific to Gmail and Chrome, I should state. So it you is, can't a- use Firefox and log in to Gmail and do the same thing because the extension is specifically for Chrome is what I hear you saying. Correct. Yeah, it is, it is Chrome browser specific for Gmail. Does Calendly cost money? Calendly has tiers to it. I get by on the free plan, have for a long time and really like it. I've considered upgrading, but I'm just not at that point where I need that extra piece of information or, you know, extra couple different calendars and options. So what I hear you saying is because it's integrated with Gmail, you can actually get a lot of the, I mean, what kind of stuff can you do that you could not do before, I guess, maybe is the question. Well, again, what I can do is like, literally I could be inside of my Gmail on Chrome 
and I could rather than just send somebody the link, I can go in and I can take a look and see all of my calendar options for these couple different pre-populated calendars of availability for recording, uh, in my specific case. And then I can say, Oh, that's not going to work for you. Okay. Well then how about this time? And I can see by seeing other different calendars overlaid on there. So it's just the availability to have that while you're in the communication process and not just have it outside on a, here's a, here's a link, pick a time. Got it. Uh, Tell everybody how to spell Calendly because obviously they might not get it right. Good call. That is somewhat discoverably hard to uh, spell. So it's Calendly is C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. And where do we find this Chrome extension or plugin or whatever you call it? Yeah. So you go to the Chrome uh, extension, um, what you call it, (laughs) the the Chrome extension store. Yes. And uh, you just type in the words Calendly as well as on Calendly's site, they have links to it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for this week's interview with Sue Zimmerman. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Sue B. Zimmerman. If you don't know who Sue is, she is an Instagram expert who helps businesses and marketers take their Instagram marketing to the next level. She has authored the Instagram strategy guide and is a regular speaker at Social Media Marketing World. Sue, welcome back to the show for like the fourth time, I think. (laughs) Mike, it is great to be here with you. And you know me, I love talking about Instagram, but I especially love talking about stories. Well, that's exactly what we're going to focus on. So we're going to zoom in today on Instagram stories. We're going to kind of talk about some of the latest features and how you can strategically use them and tips and techniques. And Sue is really just, this is her thing. So uh, let's start with highlights. Um, Explain what it is at a high level and then let's talk strategy. Like what in the world do we want to do with all the Instagram highlights? Yeah. So the highlight should be just that. It should be the highlight of your story, the clips in your stories that you don't want to go away because they do go away in 24 hours. So it's a way for you to put those highlights in a place, which by the way, Mike, is front and center on your Instagram feed, right below the bio, right above your feed. And you can strategically name your highlights 
each one of them. And you can also brand them creatively, you know, using your brand colors and naming them. So um, I think that there's a character limit. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So I think the number is 11 or 12. I haven't exceeded it because I'm trying to be very brief in how I'm naming mine, but I've seen a couple people name them and you can't read it. So you want to make sure that you don't exceed the character limit and that you can read what it's actually called, right? So just so we're clear, the way that the highlights work is that whenever you create a Instagram story clip, if you will, right? Like a 10 or 15 seconds or whatever it is. If you really like it, then you can save it into one of your highlights and then it kind of lives there forever. Is that right? Yeah, it lives there forever unless you choose to delete it. So whatever you want to get more views on. And by the way, Mike, the way to know what to put in your highlight reel is which clips in your stories are getting a lot of eyeballs and engagement. And there's a reason that it is. And so that might be like an indicator for you to know what to put in your highlight, the ones that are actually getting engagement. So you said earlier that one of the big advantages to having a highlight is if someone is new to you and they come and they want to check you out and maybe you don't have a really amazing story that day or any story that day, they can at least look at your highlights and kind of determine more about like what you're all about. So talk about like, what are some of the kinds of highlights that you've seen people use. So people that are listening can be thinking, oh, maybe I could try that. Yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll just start by referencing some things that have been working really well for me. I have one called new blog. So I'm always sharing my blog in my Instagram feed. I'm sharing my blog in my story, driving traffic to my website. And when that story dissolves, goes away, I want to make sure that it lives on and I'm still always driving traffic to my website. So I have a highlight reel called new blog and it has that graphic image with the call to action to swipe up where people can go directly to the website. In addition, I have a new Facebook live show called The Social Sip. So I have one called Live Show. I have one with my free Instagram strategy guide. If you're new to my page, I want you to know that I have something I'm giving away. And then something that I decided to do, which I think is a great idea, is I have a highlight where I actually introduce who I am, why I do what I do, and what kind of value I can give to you. So for those of you that are hiding behind a logo, I think this is a really great opportunity for people to see the people, you know, the the faces behind the brand. Have you messed around with your Instagram analytics? Do you find that people watch the highlights um, more than they watch the stories over time? Have you noticed any of the data on that? What I've noticed is my highlight, my story numbers constantly go up. I get between a thousand to two thousand views per clip, and my highlights. What I do notice, Mike, the numbers constantly go up, not as fast as that, but I've I've gotten seven hundred to a thousand views on a highlight clip, but it goes slower because people are watching my stories every single day. But that's and great. You would have never had those if it, if you didn't have a highlight, right? Those would exactly, have- exactly. Oh, it's definitely getting more eyeballs on content for sure. Now, um, I- some people listening might want to know how many followers do you need to be able to have the the ability to swipe up and and go off the site on a story? Yes, yes. So you need to have a business account first and foremost, and ten thousand followers to have that swipe up fe- feature. Um, Let me quickly give the listeners some other ideas because those were mine, but I've also seen some really great other ideas from marketers who, um, one is an advertising agency, Mike, they have a really great behind the scenes and they wrote BTS 
you know, that they use the acronym so that that was, you know, easy to write. They have one with their team, their events, some tips. They even have one called office showing what it's, I think these are all good ideas for you, by the way. (laughs) That is a good Um, idea because we have our own documentary and, and I would imagine you could use a hashtag of an event for a title. Sure. So it like if, you, if everybody goes to social media marketing world and they want to create a little highlight for a couple of weeks or a couple of days and then they could delete it, right? If they wanted to from all their awesome oh, experiences yeah, there. Absolutely. So that's one of the beautiful things, things about highlights is that you can change the cover, you can change the name, you can change the image that's in the front of the highlight. I really like the accounts that are branding the cover and making it on point with their business and their brand. How do you brand the cover? So you need to have your graphic designer or you can use Canva to create an image. I have just a microphone on mine that is for my live show and it's in my branded colors. And you need to make sure that you share from your story. This is a ninja tip, by the way, share from your story, that graphic image into your highlight, but do not delete it from your story at all because once it's in the highlight, because then you'll delete it from the highlight, Mike, if you do it within the 24-hour period. So you've got to leave it oh, in I your see. story. So one of the clips has to have the graphic in it in order for you to be able to identify that one as the cover image for this highlight. Is that what I hear you saying? Yes. And you can edit your highlight to choose which image you want the cover to be. And you can take your fingers and expand it to make it bigger or smaller. Sweet. Too. That's yes. really cool. Yeah. All right. So anything else on highlights before we go over to Instagram live? Because I'm, by the way, I'm so excited that you can actually archive, if you will, an Instagram live to a highlight because that is a huge deal, right? Because there's, you can go live for a long time, right? Yeah. I usually go live for 45 minutes. So yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So um, let's talk about Instagram live because there has been a bunch of cool new features um, mostly around being able to have guests and stuff on Instagram live. So what, for those that haven't, you know, maybe explored Instagram live in a long time, what's changed in the last couple of months or so? Well, my favorite new feature is the dual broadcasting. Hands down. I go live every time we release our blog at 9 PM EST. So it's my, my audience is conditioned to tune in. And one of the things that I've had time to do now is pick the right guest to invite, to add value to the blog that I'm talking about. So typically Mike, I will share a blog content. And then when I go live, it's completely, um, exclusive content that's nowhere else that will add value to that blog. And then more importantly, inviting guests that will add to that topic as well. Give us an example, because this is kind of a ninja creative idea. Like you're publishing a blog post on a Mm -hmm. topic like like Instagram stories, and then Mm -hmm. you go live and you talk about that blog post? Yes, yes. So this is my whole system. It's pretty awesome. So every time we have a blog, we treat it like a launch. We go all in and all hands on deck on my team. Blog gets released. We don't share it on social until after our list has seen it because they're warm. They will comment, they will share, they will leave um, comments on my blog. And then two or three hours later, that's when we share it on social. And it's my job to share it on Instagram. And when I do, it's a post that's an animated GIF. It's always branded the same way, meaning my graphic designer does an animated GIF. It shows up in our feed so people know it's a blog. We drive traffic to a unique UTM link on our website so we can 
retarget with Facebook ads, anyone that lands there when needed. Um, and more importantly, just to, to nurture a warm, a warm audience. And so in addition to that and having that content there and driving traffic to the website, every time I release a blog, no matter where I am in the world, <laughs> and I travel a lot, I go live at 9 p.m. EST and I typically go live for 45 minutes. Now in the past, I was solo and, you know, I'm dynamic. I've got colorful backdrops and, but you know, it's like you're a talking head for a long time and it's hard to keep people there, especially on Instagram. So I love that I can make it more dynamic, that I can add value from others who follow me, who are in my community, who have something to add to the content that I'm sharing. For example, last night I did it. I talked about 21 ways to stay productive in your business, not your typical Instagram blog post, but nevertheless, I talk about online marketing. I talk about business strategies and I brought in three different people who had other ideas on how to stay productive. And it was wonderful. The The conversation was like, like constant, the hearts were flying, um, real awesome community engagement. How do you plug, ha- how do you plug the blog post? How do I plug? Oh, so I always have call to actions throughout the whole recording. I tell people that the link in my bio is where I want them to go. I also tell people to use the hashtag SueBeLive on my Instagram post so I know that you came over from my live. Now, here's what I want everyone listening to understand. You're on an Instagram live, you're commenting, hundreds of other people are commenting, maybe thousands, and it's done, it's over, and all those people that were there with you, you've kind of lost an opportunity to connect with them, and like-minded business people attract like-minded business people, and so I have a call to action that says, comment in my feed so you can connect with each other, because people that are commenting, hashtag Live, they know that they've come over from my live broadcast, and a lot of people end up meeting each other, doing business with each other, and it's awesome. I would imagine you probably could do some Facebook remarketing to the people that were on the live and didn't visit the website and somehow say, don't forget to check out the article. Now, um, so let's talk a- <laughs> Let's talk about the guest component of this live because whether or not you're doing the Sue um, strategy, which is very innovative, or whether you're just going to go live for a different purpose, mm-hmm. I love the fact that you can invite people on the live um, there's two different ways, right? I mean, you can have people yes. call in and you can actually invite people. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So on, when you go live, there's two little emoji smiley faces interlocking on the bottom, right? And so you as the broadcaster can tap on that and find who you want to invite in, or you can prepare your live broadcast like I do. And I talk to my guests in advance and I let them know, when I'm going to be bringing them in and that they can request to join. So one or the other, either I'm inviting or they're requesting, but I at least talk with them in advance. Um, We did have a little snag last night and it's live. Whenever you go live, there's always little snags. And one of my guests just could not get in on her phone. Maybe she didn't update it. So she got in on her husband's and then we couldn't hear her. So also, (laughs) Mike, when you have guests come in, it's good to tell them to have headphones in prior to coming on live, because sometimes you just can't even hear them. There's right. like a little glitch sometimes. Right. So I, I've I, done this uh, on Facebook. It's kind of similar, yeah. you know, I mean, like this, yes. the, the, the functions are virtually identical. Um, I think it's really cool. I mean, but a lot of times if you do accept someone who you don't know who they are, 
um, a lot of times they might be out remote, you know, because a lot of people, that's how they use Instagram. They just are in line at a grocery store or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, between you and me, between you and me, I wouldn't have random people come on because I don't want to be surprised by something right. that's going to really affect. It depends the how much you trust your tribe. <laughs> <laughs> but so you you yeah. specifically arrange to have. Yes. Like, like I've always, I've never had someone just call me like, that's the new feature, right? The, the, the old feature was you just select who you want to bring on, but I, I've never actually used the one where you can have people just kind of indicate that they want to come on. I find right. that very fascinating because like, if we think strategically, if you're doing a Q and a, you yes. know, or ask me anything that could be pretty powerful. Don't you think? Yes, absolutely. I will tell you this though. Last night when I was having an issue with one of my guests coming in, someone else requested to join and I did recognize his name. So I let him in. It was, it, it wasn't part of the plan, but you've got to be nimble when you're an entrepreneur and you got to go with the flow. And, absolutely. Uh, you know, and this was one of those examples. What I want the listeners to also know when you go live, one of the cool things that you can do, a lot of people don't know this, Mike, is that you can pin your title. And so I always put it in my notes before I go live because it's so hard to type it in the comments on your phone when you're live. And you might have a typo if you do. So I suggest using an emoji along with your title because the emoji just, you know, gets attention. And I was talking about 21 ways to be productive. So I just put the productivity graph, the emoji graph. And to pin it, Mike, all you do after you put the comment is hold your finger on the comment. And honestly, this is the hardest part of my Instagram live is getting it to pin. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can pin any comment though. That's the cool thing, right? So yeah. Yeah. But I pin my, yeah. So anyone join because people are bouncing in and out of an Instagram live all day. And I will say I get hundreds of people watching my live, but after the 24 hour period, there's been over a thousand people viewing it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've got a ton more to talk about here. Yeah. Um, Hashtag. Oh, actually, before I go to the hashtags, can you do the swipe up on a live where it goes like a regular story uh, to get to the, a link or is that, does that not work when you're live? Not when you're live, but the cool thing, a new feature people need to hear is that you can in, you can direct message people to join the live broadcast. So when you bring in guests on the bottom right, there's the airplane icon where they can invite people to join. So your guests can be bringing in more people that you normally wouldn't Oh, have that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. All yeah. right. Hashtags in stories. Talk to me about this because I think there's so much possibility here. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, the magic is in the hashtags. I always have been teaching this and preaching this for five years. But now in Instagram stories, you can either use the hashtag sticker, which is what I typically do, or you can use the text to write hashtags and you can add up to 11 hashtags in your stories, which I never do, but you can. Um, I always use the sticker and the best strategy I believe around hashtags are showing up in hashtag stories that are relevant to your location or your business or your brand. And for example, Mike, for you, obviously we want everyone at Social Media Marketing World to be using the hashtag sticker so that we all show up in that story. Just just and, so people may not understand the difference between a hashtag sticker and just typing okay. in a hashtag, explain the difference. Sure, so in, in Instagram stories now, when you look at all the sticker options, the hashtag is a sticker. It's a rainbow sticker. Or if you tap it, it's all white. So there's a sticker in stories as one of those. It just kind of stands out a little more if you use the sticker. Is that the idea? 
Yeah, I, I think it does. And it, it makes, it's just clearer. So for me, my brain's not going in a lot of different directions. Anything, here's what everyone needs to know. When you're doing stories, less is best. You have a clip. You don't want 500,000 things going on in that clip. You right. want you want it to be clear what you want people to take away from that 15 seconds video or that clip. And the more you crowd it, the harder it is for people to know what exactly they're looking at. So I like stickers. You can make them small. You can make them big. I like if I'm going to use a hashtag, for example, a hashtag in this area like Subi Live, hashtag Subi Live. I want to be curated in that story with all my other lives and, you know, people that tap into that hashtag can see other clips from my live. So you can have them be niche specific to your business, your brand, your product or your service or your event in your case. And and everyone listening um, know that there are hashtag location. You can use location hashtags or, and we're going to segue into this in a little bit, the location sticker. So there's a lot of ways to use hashtags. What you want to remember is use hashtags that you want to show up in that make sense for your business and not random ones just to show up. And yeah, because they're hot clickable, right? So that if someone clicks yes. on it, they're going to leave your story. So I think the strategy here is more to be there for people that are looking for stories around that hashtag. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. And you want, again, yeah, you, you nailed it, Mike. People, if they see a, a hashtag and they're like, oh, this is interesting, and they click in, they might have just flown out of your whole story and right. you're not going to even have through the rest of it. So you, so it has to be intentional and strategic. Um, do, does, uh, an, do they provide any analytics on uh, how many people came in off a hashtag? Do you know? I do not know, but that would be a great stat to look at. They're constantly updating the analytics on the back end of Instagram, by the yeah, way. Yeah, because that would be so fascinating to know like whether or not you get more viewers as a result of using the hashtag. All right, location stickers. Um, talk to us about like what, what exactly that is. Yeah, so this is actually a way that you can look in analytics to see how many views you got from using location stickers. So we are talking about geolocation stickers in Instagram story. When you are doing stories, I say put the location of where you are in your story. And for me, I was putting downtown Boston because that's where I live, but I'm so much better off putting Boston, Massachusetts because that's bigger and broader and more, more eyeballs. But if I was at, at an event in downtown Boston and I only wanted people in that area to see it, that would make more sense. And just like the hashtag sticker, when you tap on it, it's either rainbow or if you tap again and it turns white. So you can have it be bold or you can have it be subtle. But here's the thing I want everyone to know, Mike. When you use either a hashtag sticker or a geolocation sticker, you can take your fingers and pinch it so it actually disappears. So if you want to keep the integrity of your photo or your video clean, so all attention's on that. That is so freaking cool, man. I know. This is my major like discovery ninja tip only available to the listeners of this Which podcast. is pretty much the whole world. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. No, this is one of my ninja. This is like a secret ninja tip I teach in my class. So this is good. Um, so if you reduce it, guess what? You still show up huh. in that hashtag hub, but it doesn't change the integrity of what you post. Okay. So um, for those that have never used the location sticker, it's not like the filters on Snapchat that have cool looks for every city. This is a very uniform oh, right. look, right? Yeah, it literally is the location of where you are. So 
again, you want to be strategic. If you want to get the attention of someone in and around the area that you live, work, or, you know, travel to, and you're trying to do a collaboration or a partnership, you can show up in that location hub when you use it. And I'm going to tell a really quick story. When downtown here in Boston, walking my dog in the commons, and this person that was jogging jogged by me and was like, oh my God, are you Subi Zimmerman, the Instagram expert? I'm like, what? She's like, I just saw your Instagram story. I moved here from New York City and I'm going to Harvard Med School and you're hysterical. I love your stories and I cannot believe I ran into you. That's so cool. I'm like, are you telling me you just discovered me from my sticker, my deal? She's like, yes. I'm like, get over here. I have to document this and it's on my Instagram account. (laughs) I'm going to share that link with you so the listeners can watch it. That is so cool. All right. So we've talked so far about highlights, Instagram live, hashtags, stickers, uh, location stickers, um, the animated GIF. Um, yes. I don't know what they call it, a sticker or something. What is this one? Talk about this. It, animated GIF is literally that. It is movement in an in an image. So when you open up, you have to update your app. A lot of people are messaging me that they don't have it. You just have to update your app. This is a new feature. It's exciting because a lot of people have been using third-party apps or designers to create animated GIFs, and you can search anything, the word confetti, the word arrow. So if you're not Gary Vaynerchuk and you don't have access to a graphic team and you want really cool arrows to swipe up or to point to that are moving to get people to do that action you want, just type in arrow or arrows and you now have animated arrows that draw attention where you want people to go. That's cool. Mike, here's here's why I like it. Everyone's doing stories and a lot of people just don't understand how to do clean, um, cohesive stories that thread a certain point through the whole story. And when you have the opportunity to use animated GIFs, for example, if it's snowing outside and you're talking about snow, you literally can have snow falling down on your image. Really? Wow. Yes. So any word, you know, dogs wagging tails, like any word that you want to add a little movement to make it dynamic and honestly entertaining, that's like, it feels more like a movie clip. Is this like, is this like Giphy kind of stuff where it's mostly photography or is this like animation kind of stuff more like animation, like like illustrated elements, right? Illustrated elements, but they're anything, you name it, Mike, that illustrated element is there. So if you want... If you want jungle icons, like That's they're cool. there. So how are you using these? <laughs> Me, I am, I'm using them all the time. I'm using arrows. I'm using confetti. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my story and I'm looking at my clip and I'm thinking, what other layer can I add to it to make it more interesting, dynamic, entertaining, and different? I don't like doing what everyone else is doing. I always like to stand out. So... My artistic eye and creativity is always on what can I do to stand out? And so now those of you that are challenged with your creativity understand that you have this tool, but I don't want you to take it and put it on top of text or graphics. It's so boring. The person needs to be in these videos and stories. You need to be telling a story, not every clip, but you need to show something interesting in your voice and your, your business. It can't just be graphic, 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 animated GIF, graphic, graphic. So let me ask you this. Were the 
Was there a searchable database of non-animated images you could have used before this? Or was it just like a big scroll stuff? No, just the emojis. All the emojis and all the stickers. So so this opens up a huge possibility of creativity. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. Mike, so just like Snapchat, you know, Instagram has all these awesome stickers depending on the time of year it is. Right. We'll we'll soon see, see Valentine's Day stickers, but these are bringing them to life. This is this is movement. People like movement. That's cool. Now, um, I know that a lot of people like use arrows to like sw- to indicate swipe yes. up and stuff like yes. that. Would you recommend yeah. some of that kind of stuff too? Absolutely. So there's rainbow arrows. There's red arrows. Yesterday, I took a building of a skyscraper and I found a long skinny arrow going up the skyscraper. So. Yes, this is for the people that just feel like, oh my gosh, I can't afford a graphic designer. Guess what? You can search anything in Instagram and bring it to life. It's so exciting. Okay, another new option is the ability to do text uh, in your story. Um, Tell us what the heck this is and why we would, would even use this. Yeah, again, let's go back to being creative. So now there are four different type styles that Instagram introduced today. Lucky you guys. <laughs> Mike and I are like, what are we going to talk about? There's so much. And by the way, today for future listeners is February 1st, 2018. Oh, yeah. So FYI, yeah. but but break it down. Like what do these things do and how is this different than just adding text already on top of a story? Right. So there's four different text styles. So in the past, we all only were exposed to the same um, different text. So they have modern, a a text called modern, a text called typewriter, a text called strong, and a text called neon. So kind of neon sign-esque. So there's different styles depending on your business and your brand and the style. And it just, again, it shakes up your story and let allows you to have it be more branded. I, I think that they're probably going to be releasing more styles in time. So uh, let me ask, prior to this, did you not have any different font choices? Is that the deal? Zero font choices. Everyone had the same. Unless if you were creative and you did your story in a third-party app and used a different font and then brought it back into stories. Because the examples I'm seeing are text taking up the whole darn story. I mean, is that – do you have to do it that way or is that just an option? No. What, what examples are you seeing from Instagram? Yeah, the examples from Instagram look like oh, look yeah. like it's so, just huge fonts taking up the whole story. And I'm trying to grapple with the purpose of it, you know, but I, it sounds oh, like you can make it any size. Is that right? Oh, yeah, you can reduce it. So t- when they announced it today, they were literally just showing you the different styles of type and how you can use it. But you can shrink it, make it small, make it big. You can you can go justify left, justify right, center it. Hmm. So it's really becoming like a graphic tool within Instagram. All these creative elements that you – so you don't have to leave the app. That's the idea, right? <laughs> yeah, and um, people may not realize all the things that you can do with text. So talk about that a little bit beyond just changing the font. You can do other stuff, right? Can't you? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean I have an Instagram stories class where I teach ninja tips about text and and, and graphics. You can – You can do text on text. You can just do letters and then you can write. You can take your finger and do your own handwriting on top. Um, You name it. You can change the color of it, right? Can't you? Oh, you can change the color of the word or each letter of the text. Interesting. So it can be be a rainbow. It's endless. And you you can rotate them and pinch them and all that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can have it be vertical. You can have it be horizontal. Now, okay. When you take all this stuff we're talking about, right? Animated GIFs. 
these mm-hmm. new, these new fonts, which will eventually be more than four. Uh, mm-hmm. These location stickers and hashtags and all this stuff. I mean, people could go kind of nuts with this. <laughs> you have any wisdom? They do. Okay, so first of all, if you are not creative and this totally overwhelms you and what's going through your mind is I don't have the time for that, you probably don't. You have to have a creative gene to be able to do this well. And so I am creative and I thrive on this because ultimately it creates conversations. Ultimately, people are literally messaging me on every clip, having a conversation with me, asking questions that I can answer and giving me ideas of content to create based on those questions. And I believe, Michael, that conversations are conversions. And one conversation can lead to so many opportunities. And the reason I love Instagram stories, and I'll be talking about it on stage at Social Media Marketing World, is because when they're done well, you can absolutely um, create opportunities for your business, collaborations, sponsorships, business opportunities, and and get new customers and clients. How often should we be um, creating stories. Talk to me about that a little bit. Okay. So you're talking to someone who pretty much has a broadcasting channel at all times. I think of stories as your brought free broadcasting channel where you can be creative 24 seven. Now I take one day off the week because that's a pack I just made with my husband recently, but I am typically teaching, educating, informing, entertaining in some creative way daily in my stories. And most importantly, I am posting less in my feed and more in my stories because I believe that more people are watching stories than spending time in their feed. So you think that um, you think that a lot of people aren't even scrolling anymore in the feed, huh? Honestly, I do. I mean, I I talk to a lot of people every day and some people just turn on stories because as you watch one, Michael, it goes to the next automatically goes to the next. So people sometimes are just tuning into stories and it takes time and effort to scroll in in, in a feed and more importantly, to double tap, like, engage and comment. And so I am I am right there with everyone listening. My engagement, it has gone down, I think, in my feed, but unbelievable blowing up in my stories and the engagement that I do get in my feed is real engagement from real people who are in my community or want to be in my community or want to You're kind understand. of becoming a video creator, let's be honest, right? You're becoming a And by the way, yeah. so if if you're going every day on your story, how many clips like help people understand should it just be one little 12 or 15 yeah. seconds a day? Great, great, great yeah. question. So on my personal account, I am that person that has a personal account and a business account. On my personal account, it's going all day. I am literally taking you with me kind of like the journey, Michael. Yeah, like behind the scenes, right? Taking you with me behind the scenes, the life of a successful business owner. I show you what I eat, how I exercise, how I set myself up for success, all my bloopers in my life. Like I am so not perfect. Don't think I am. Like I want people to know the real, raw, authentic Subi. So what are we talking like 10 or 15 a day for your personal personal profile? What about the business side? Workout. So the business side is very different. That is extremely strategic. I am only teaching Instagram strategies. I am only giving value so that you learn something. I am so much more intentional about the time that I'm taking up to you, the viewer, and I want it to be worth every tap. 
So how many is that, like one or two stories a day? Um, typically two stories a day, but if there's breaking news like there was today, OMG, when I was walking my dog, I was talking about it and I had to do a story. I want to be, I want to be. Did you go live and talk about it as well? No, I didn't have time because we're in the middle of a launch. Got it. And you had to come on my show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, um, Sue, first of all, thank you so much for, uh, exploring with me all these new awesome features and capabilities of Instagram stories. I would like you to. Uh, first, tell everybody where they can follow you on your personal and business profile on Instagram. And then if you've got anything else you want to share, go for it. Sure. So Subi Zimmerman, my name, you guys, if you want to know what life of a busy, successful uh, entrepreneur is like, come over there. And I also have a team account, SBZ team, life of a small business team. And then my business account is the Instagram expert. But for all of you listening who don't quite have a handle on Instagram, I invite you to grab a free guide, subizimmerman.com slash SM marketing. That's SM marketing, where I give you, uh, you know, probably 11 pages of tactical tips with a workbook for you to print and actually physically do the work to get going and understand how to use Instagram for business. Awesome. Well, Sue, I'm so excited to see you very soon at Social Media Marketing World. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your awesome insight and wisdom with our guests. I mean, our fans, our listeners. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Well, I hope you got a lot of value out of today's show. If there was anything we mentioned and you didn't catch it, don't worry. We took all the notes for you. Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 291. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast player. Never miss a future episode of this show. This brings us to yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'm be back with you next week. I promise. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.